Evening, passengers. This is your conductor speaking. Take your seats, keep all arms, tentacles, and other appendages inside the hearse at all times. We wouldn't want any unhappy accidents, now would we? Tonight's brought to you by the dark underbelly of the mythological and factual world. It may not be appropriate for all the little cryptids in your home. Be sure to tuck them into their coffins with a kiss goodnight, because we're revving up for our road trip to the grave. Hey guys, I'm Shelby. And I'm Matsu. And Stephanie's not here this week, unfortunately. She's not feeling good. Yeah, she got the sick. She got the sickness. I love you. I'm sorry you Tum Tum is bothering you. Yeah, we're sorry. I immediately thought of like American Dad where the episode where he's like trying to get out of work. So he tells Avery that like he's not feeling good. And Avery's like, if only I could take them from you. (laughs) The tiny germs invading your body. Avery is uh, one of my favorite characters in the uh, American Dad. The shit they get Patrick Stewart to say. Because he's so like uh the opposite of a moral character like he's the most immoral like weird person to ever exist um i love patrick stewart though for being like down to say half the shit they have avery and not to mention all of the like episodes with him doing cocaine like so many episodes of him doing cocaine truth (laughs) truth yes so um dear listeners i know we uh, were going to talk about this gervin hotel this week uh, but Shelby brought it up to me that with current events um, going on right now, uh, the group of us, uh, we all kind of decided that since the Scarefin Hotel episode does deal with a child's death, that we really didn't feel comfortable releasing it at this time. You'll guys, you will you will get it soon, um, probably next month. Uh, so forgive us for that. But we just want to kind of... It just didn't feel right yeah. with like the tragic events that are going on. I just didn't you know we didn't want to add to that pain by you know putting out an episode that features the death of a child and an infant right yeah and it's just too much right now so um you know we're taking a we're not quite hitting the grave with this episode episode uh it's more an episode of what's post grave Uh, so we're gonna talk about uh the ouija board uh which i really enjoy calling the ouija board so if i do call it a ouija board it's not that i don't know how to pronounce it i just really really enjoy mispronouncing it um it's like saying target instead of target (laughs) right and i mean i i have a ouija board and my little planchet just right behind me on my walls so for today's episode we're going to talk about the ouija board uh and what we'll do first is I'm going to tell you guys this story about a friend of mine. Uh, I'm not going to give you his real name. His name for the foreseeable future is Wallace. And um, once I'm done with my little story, uh, Shelby is going to take us on a ride through the Fox sisters history. And oh my, is it a ride? Oof. And then we will jump into just some backstory about the Ouija board and how it kind of came to be and how it became a, you know, as popular as, as it is today. So Hasbro makes it. Hasbro. Also, also fuck Hasbro. <laughs> also fuck Hasbro. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're anti-capitalist here. <laughs> There's no ethical consumption under capitalism, but fuck Hasbro. <laughs> right. So my friend uh, Wallace, he told me the story about his mom. So in the 1970s, I have to specify the 1970s because I don't want anybody to think that I'm 
talking about somebody who's ancient or something. So fucking old, the 1970s. Oh my God, right. But yeah, so in the 1970s, uh, Wallace's mother and her friends got together and had one of those, you know, ooh, boogie woogie, let's play the Ouija board uh, nights. And was it a sleepover? Yeah, it was like a sleepover or something with a bunch of people. And, um, like i know for a fact that a movie started this way (laughs) like but like uh so after that like nothing happened um she swears that the planchet moved on its own but we all know that like when there's multiple hands on the thing who fucking knows who moved it right right and um however it's not that night that's the most interesting about this story she swore that she was being followed around by a demonic spirit after this point. And that just like reeks of satanic panic, but regardless. I mean, that's not quite satanic panic yet, but yeah. Well, in the 1980s, it would have been, but like, no, I'm saying like, you're right. I forgot you said that it's like the after effects, not the night. Yeah, this was after the 70s. This was um, going up and towards, yeah. Like, so she swears (laughs) she's being haunted by this demonic spirit. and that it's just been following her around her whole life and disrupting her life and uh fast forward uh, you know into the the future she's married and it has wallace now mm-hmm. wallace tells me like I- i've seen scars on his body i just want to put that out there oh. that i've seen scars on his body that Christ. were very clearly not from an animal or a human being and um like i couldn't myself even a skeptic come out with a scientific reason for these scarring this the way the scarring is done because it is so are tattered. they like jagged or yeah they're jagged and it looks straight up like really really hardcore claws but unless he got fucking mixed up with a cougar that i don't know about <laughs> or doubt. uh so this, as the like story goes, it gets into kind of Wallace's thing. So we've heard all, he's heard all these little bits and pieces about mom saying she's always felt a presence surrounding her. And it's always felt like this negative energy. And every once in a while, um, she won't be able to sleep properly or whatever. To me, it sounded like, you know, maybe mom's got, a, you know, a mental health disorder and, you know, some insomnia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, until he tells me that one night he woke up screaming in pain bleeding on his sheets and his bed is floating off of the ground by like four inches oh no thank you and i was like "Mm, dream until the fact that his very skeptic dad and his very you know terrified of demonic spirit mother both came into the room and both were able to confirm the story yikes and that they had to literally fight with some unknown spirit to remove him from the bed and get him to the hospital. Oh, no, thank you. No, right. No. And so, like I said, there it, it's like a, along his rib cage and stuff where these scars are. And I'm just like, he can't, uh, people injure themselves in their dreams all the time. But mm-hmm. there's no fucking way a nine-year-old did that to themselves. I know. I mean, I have a nine-year-old and immediately right. know. <laughs> no, 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 I've never seen fingernails long enough. Like, I mean, I've seen long enough, but not like to do that particular like kind of damage. Um, yeah. Do I think that this is the cause of a Ouija board? No. Um, I mean, I feel like people who are into Ouija boards are, you know, more open to 
other occult shit or like mm-hmm. other paranormal things like they're more open to it because i mean i know there are definitely people out there who are like herder or ouija board gober and like do it for <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> for like giggles but i feel like you know people who are more open to things like that are the ones who tend to like experience things but then again you said that the dad was a skeptic so yeah and the dad swears up and down that he definitely saw the bed rise off the ground See, things like that is where I'm like, maybe there, you know, maybe there is paranormal shit. Because when I hear skeptics being like, look, dude, I, I was a skeptic. I saw what I saw. <laughs> I seen what I seen. I know what I seen. And that's where I'm like, because again, people who are willing and I, I believe for the most part, because I have seen things, but I'm, I'm still waiting for Michael to see something because Michael is hardcore does not believe probably will not believe it's the hank hill <laughs> he'll probably like see a ghost and be like nah <laughs> <laughs> that would really bother me but i can't read <laughs> <laughs> right I'm, michael can read it's just <laughs> right i i know <laughs> i didn't. this sign doesn't can't stop me this sign can't, can't stop read. me because i can't read <laughs> yeah if so... those kids could read they'd be very upset <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you know i i I lean towards believing wallace because uh, again i saw the scars and Mm -hmm. unless he really tossed with some big ass animal i just can't could you imagine like hearing your kids screaming like the mom being like oh no the thing that's following me and then the dad being like oh no a grizzly bear (laughs) until Um, you run in there (laughs) I, i just it, to me it's one of the most interesting stories i've ever heard a first person encounter of because mm-hmm. um it sounds like a fucking fever dream and no, for sure and if it wasn't for the fact that his both parents confirmed it like i would be like uh honey i think you just had a really weird fever dream and if it wasn't for the scars like it, it just yeah. doesn't like things don't add like up all to, that together I it's can, yeah. it's it's a lot yeah yeah and like maybe maybe it is from an animal maybe he did get into some shit when he was a kid who fucking with a knows? cougar <laughs> a cougar stuck in my window <laughs> <laughs> i mean this isn't like uh like the on the border of texas and mexico so uh, mm-hmm. i'm not really sure what kind of like wild animals would be able to do that there and oh we have them manner. here and like i don't like oh, to yeah. go i don't like to go hiking like where we normally mm-hmm. go hiking in the summer because the grass oh, yeah. is the same color as um, mountain lions and uh, when i lived in arizona for like seven years we would mm-hmm. only go hiking in the the rockies during winter yeah when we knew those yeah. bitches were sleeping long time <laughs> when you go none a long time <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no especially because like we've been out there and we've had a coyote like less than a stone throw away from us so well, coyote I'm like, is less likely to injure you than a, a cougar. Because, oh no, for sure. Like the coyote was yeah. like, mm, "Y'all bitches, us. I'm gonna stay away." But a cougar yeah, the, would be like, the, "I'm hungry, and you yeah. look like food." <laughs> Coyotes are terrified of human beings, and uh, whereas a cougar, mountain lion, whatever you guys want to call it, a puma, puma, cougar, thing. mountain lion, all the all same the fucking same thing. thing. Yeah, um, that motherfucker will eat your ass like oh, especially yeah. you come across a, a, a lady cougar Mm-mm, you did like yeah you, um one of the things you can do is you could probably throw a rock and hope to god that it runs away because if I heard a story, fight back 
No, I heard a story. I, I guess it just depends on how hungry the fucker is. Because oh, yeah. I heard a story about a man who was like trimming his trees with like a chainsaw or something to that effect. And one attacked him and he was. <laughs> Yeet. Yeet. I would do that. You got so excited about this. I guy did. I was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes, man's had a chainsaw. But no, he had a chainsaw. Man's had a chainsaw. Starts hacking away at this mountain lion with his chainsaw that's attacking him and it still kept coming for him. Oh, that cougar saw, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah, right? The cougar was all, yeah, that stings, bitch, but I'm hungry. I'm starving, though. Yes. Yeah. I'm starving, bro. But yeah, so I'm gonna let Shelby take the wheel for a bit and talk to us about the Fox sisters and uh, oh enlighten my. us on the, the, the mothers of like the, the the mediums the mothers of the mediums um what was funny to me is when i was writing this i wrote the word hilarious like so many times because so much of this is so funny it's like bananas in general it is bananas i mean through back then i could see why they were like oh my god because you have mm-hmm. to remember that like a lot of american spiritualism was born of the civil war oh yeah so um like they they're definitely what kick-started it because people being like oh bitch did you see that did you hear that like people i mean nowadays it's you know oh i reverse searched it and there it is like it's very easy to debunk things but back then it was just like oh wow that's wild i guess ghosts are real yeah (laughs) oh dang oh Oh, damn Oh, damn. I mean, you did definitely have people out there. Like, I don't mention it in here, but Harry Houdini was like, fuck all y'all. This is not real. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Houdini was so against the American spiritualism (laughs) movement. He would, like, try to debunk everything. And, I mean, he's an illusionist. So he's Mm -hmm. like, I know exactly what you dumb bitches are doing. (laughs) Like, this is it. And he he debunked everything. But everybody was like, oh, Harry. (laughs) (gasps) He's just being silly right i had to think about all the people who thought that he was doing real magic too so oh of course and harry houdini was even like this is not real like this is illusions like and it's people, a trick it's a trick it's a trick Jesus. it is a trick and people are like no you're really doing that and he's just like oh my god but so the fox sisters comprised of three sisters the oldest being leah she was born april 8th 1813 margaretta who went by maggie she was born october 7th 1833 so there's a big gap in between um leah and margaretta and then the youngest sister Catherine, who was born march 27th 1837 so um when we refer to the fox sisters generally we're referring to maggie and Catherine, who also went by uh kate because they were the ones who were the the mediums leah was basically their manager or would have them come live with her occasionally so she was not involved in the whole mediumship part of it she was basically their manager um so again she took charge of them for a really long time and all three of them really enjoyed their success um leah being their manager and then maggie and kate being the mediums so their story kind of starts in hydesville new york they lived with their parents john and margaret who were religious because everybody everybody yeah yeah. uh (sighs) specifically they were methodists for anyone curious 
Um, also, I made myself a note here. I was like, how cute is it that their mother's name was Margaret and they named one of their daughters Margareta? Like a little <laughs> Margaret. Like tiny little Margaret. Mar- tiny Margaret. Tiny Margaret. <laughs> Too bad they didn't name her Margarita. Margarita. I don't even know when Margaritas like, were invented, but. <laughs> I don't know, but Margarita, I think, is an actual name. It is. Yeah, so. Um, so Hydesville doesn't exist anymore, but from what I found, it looks like it was just outside of Newark. Like it was a little hamlet right outside of Newark. The house that they lived in had a reputation for being haunted before they lived in there. So they went in there like thinking it was haunted. And then uh, basically the origin of all of this started on the night of March 31st, 1848, when the co- they call it wrappings. And it is very hard for me to not imagine, like... Oh, yeah, like, there's whole things that call them the rapper sisters, and I'm just like, no, that, no. (laughs) No. Gotta drop the sickest diss track of all time. About to drop this beat? Oh, my God, can you imagine? (laughs) They're gonna rap this beat out. And it's just a (laughs) Halloween mix of ambience. (laughs) Right? Like, spooky, like, oh, my God, like, haunted house noises. (laughs) Yes. With them beatboxing to it. <laughs> oh no, could you imagine? Them beatboxing to witch cackling. <laughs> <laughs> Just Kate in the back hyping Margaret up. <laughs> <laughs> the hype sister. That art the sickest beat sister. <laughs> oh my god. So the girls would speak to it, quote unquote, it being the presumed entity through a series of raps. <laughs> I'm sorry, through knocking that eventually became a code and they had codes for like letters of the alphabet and also codes that would demarcate like yes or no. So the girls started to address the entity as Mr. Splitfoot, which was a nickname for the devil at the time. Oh my God. Right? Because the cloven, the cloven hoof. Well, can you imagine if this happened during the Salem Witch Trials era? Oh, God, that would not be good. That would be like, they wouldn't even have a trial. They'd be like, straight to jail. (laughs) Straight, straight to the gallows. Straight to the gallows. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. You get hung right the fuck now. They were like, we want to live deliciously. Right? (laughs) God, that podcast that I was listening to where they were like, The Witch is a really good movie, but I hate the ending. And I was like, you would hate the ending. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, the ending is incredible. I was Uh, just... It was a guy, right? Yes, it was a man. (laughs) The man was all, don't kill your mother. And I'm like, yes, bitch, go live deliciously. This dude also probably loved the ending of the year of the witch uh, witching, so... (sighs) Probably. He also was like, Oh, I don't like The Lighthouse that much, but it was pretty. And I was like, The Lighthouse is a great movie, but I'm still so mad at Michael for saying that Robert Pattinson's character looks like Lemmy Kilmister. Because whenever we watch that movie, it takes me a very long time to um, get my brain to stop seeing him as fucking Lemmy and Captain Ahab on an island in black and white. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, okay, wait. So, Mr. Splitfoot. Mr. Splitfoot, and I'm sure like, that's in is reference. That to be like a reference to the hoof. 
Yes. Okay. okay. I'm sure they're picturing like Baphomet type devil deal. Cool. So incorrect yeah. information, just purely. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Love that for them. <laughs> I know. I don't think that I'd have to look into it, but I mean, just for reference, I'm not saying that they believed it was Baphomet because I don't think Baphomet right. was a thing quite yet. Um, just, no, I like, mean, it would have been Baphomet was brought into uh catholic and christian lore in during the um uh, the crusades by the knights oh. templar so okay. yeah Perfect. the knights templar found uh the the muslim people who of like that area um who they said worship the baphomet but and they it didn't. was more like yeah. a, a yin and yang thing just the balance yeah. of uh man and woman in harmony mm-hmm. and so the knights templar actually was put on um trial or whatever for worshiping uh the devil because of the baphomet stuff that whole thing is so bananas from start to finish yeah. the fact yeah. that like them being like well they worship this thing so they're evil to coming full circle and being like guess what bitches <laughs> now you're on trial for it yeah i can't even imagine <laughs> i can't either but so for a while they address the entity as Mr. Splitfoot and then I don't know it doesn't say why they stopped I mean part of it is because I think I don't know if it was from like their parents being like are you really talking to the fucking devil right now (laughs) or like what happens next I don't know if they just kind of like switched gears or if they Mm -hmm. were like encouraged to not talk to the devil but um later on they ended up changing this story and claimed that the entity was the spirit of a man named charles b rosna who was a peddler that had been murdered five years previous to the family moving in and buried in this uh the cellar now that would have made sense from the the, the get-go if they'd started there right instead of like it's just straight up the devil (laughs) yeah But uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote about the sisters. Doyle. When I read that, I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> but, but he believed them. Oh, it, like, no. Yes. I was no. like, the man who wrote Sherlock Holmes believed Sir. them. <laughs> Arthur, baby, no. <laughs> like come on it's such and maybe it's because we're looking at it from a like you know a modern perspective and through the lens of like modern right like i didn't live through the civil war right we didn't live through the times that was but but like i just they were clearly communicating to each other to like make people believe this shit that was going on i will say like the people who did these things were incredibly talented like if they could have been Harry Houdini's like they were incredibly skilled mm-hmm. at like the art of illusion they had these so planned out like if you want to watch how these were done ask a mortician Caitlin Doty she has a fantastic oh, yeah. video about um, how they would um like pull these off well and then like throughout history we can look at mediums and stuff and be like oh wow look at all these people who've been duped who was it what was the name of that um it was a black woman who was on tv a lot who did like tarot readings and stuff miss cleo uh, miss cleo you know miss cleo's not jamaican right or, no she's I like she's american um the accent's fake and she was just hired like off the street i mean get it girl get your money yeah oh yeah i'm totally for it i'm totally for yeah. her getting her money um uh, but um yeah so the company is at 
obviously the one who are, are completely at fault for yeah. most people not yes. her but um of course she took a lot of the flack for it because of course she did i mean yeah she's a black woman so yeah society <laughs> we live in a society we do <laughs> <laughs> but sir arthur conan doyle did write about the sisters and he claimed that um the neighbors dug up the cellar and that they did find bone fragments however um there was no missing person by the name of charles b rosna they were never able to identify anything like that and i mean back then they had no way to know i mean it just says bone fragments it doesn't say human right. bone fragments it doesn't say it animal could be bone like fragments a, it could be like an animal we don't it know. literally could be an animal yeah. yeah so um in her later years maggie admitted that the neighbors had told her that they were convinced that someone had been murdered in that house and buried in the cellar so in addition to that you don't maybe they put bones there for they, yeah maybe know? they were like oh we had steak tonight go shove those bones in the cellar right go, you have no go idea. shove that in there yeah especially back then no lay person is gonna look at a bone and be like hmm they're gonna also, be like oh like, shit the fox sisters were like hella committed to their shtick like hella yeah committed. they were yes like yeah, i would if somebody said at the end of it they like deeply believe their own bullshit i would believe them the well okay we'll get there it's very fun. they went out with a fucking bang we like, love this for them yes oh yeah so um what ended up happening was and this is why i think that the sisters decided to go from the charles b rosna person from mr splitfoot is that the neighbors came over and they spoke to the spirit through them mm -hmm. and through that the sisters were able to you know solidify the neighbor's belief that someone had indeed been murdered and buried in that home also sadly because of this a man by the name of bell i couldn't find his first name it just says bell who I was innocent who was innocent like they were never able to prove that anybody was fucking murdered in this house are you kidding me so this man bell went down for this murder he this was innocent murder. And he was believed to have committed this murder and though he did not face any legal charges he was shunned <gasps> which is almost worse yes by oh the my God. entire community i cannot i hope he was able to move and like find a better place that wasn't shit. i didn't i mean admittedly i didn't dig too deeply on it because for one i mean we <laughs> you know we were like oh no we need to put something together but and yeah then, no it's yeah. fine like <laughs> if, if people want to look up this this character yeah, go ahead doesn't even have I, a last name yeah please, by all means i don't know if bell is his first name i don't know if bell is his last name there's not really much to go off of there unfortunately mm -hmm. so i mean if that's something you want to dig into absolutely go for it but it just basically said that he was shunned by the community and that you know that was basically it which is horrible it is based off of like these young girls being like oh yeah people were people were murdered here no nope. oh, look, look there's bones there's bones down there oh my god <laughs> right so after this you know everybody's like holy shit these girls can like talk to dead people mm -hmm. oh my mm -hmm. god and i will try to stay off my soapbox like <laughs> i <laughs> i'm a mortuary science student and there is so much to the civil war in regards to like death the death industry spiritualism shit like that there's so much to it but i mean i we get can always, why we can always after like since this is going to be a two-part episode anyway we can make it a three-part episode and get into uh you know the history of the civil war 
Uh, well, in addition to that, because I know Stephanie's dad had an experience, like Stephanie hasn't told me, I don't want her to tell me because Stephanie's dad has had an experience that took him from a skeptic to a firm believer now. So okay. if we were going to do an episode like that, I'll definitely save it for that where it's especially relevant. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so, we'll do that. Basically, the long and short of it is um, in the Civil War time, there was the notion of the good death where you died at home in your bed, like, and there was a really set set of rituals. And unfortunately, because of the Civil War, that was no longer a thing. So people, you know, being able to quote unquote communicate with their loved ones was huge, huge to them. So I, I get, I get where they're coming from. So after this, everyone is basically like convinced that you know they're able to talk to the dead like holy shit look at what these kids can do oh my god <laughs> so uh kate Catherine was sent to live with uh her sister leah who was now married and uh her married name was leah fox fish so when i saw that her last name was fish bitch that sent me because <laughs> i was like did she marry albert fish was she associated with albert fish like a sibling i was like oh my right. god so of course I had to give in to the neurodivergent impulse to go dig down that wormhole. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find anything. So, Cause I know Albert Fish, he was married once, but I very vaguely remember, I don't know if they ever got married or like they did marry and then got annulled, but he was married to like someone who had kids um, obviously, this isn't a true crime podcast, so I'm not going to go into Albert Fish. If you're curious, I would highly recommend that you go listen to last podcast on the left's coverage of it. Coverage of it. It's hilarious. Last podcast on the left makes me feel bad because you're listening to like these terrible things that happened. But like the way they cover it is so damn funny that I'm like, God, it's not funny. But like the way <laughs> it's the delivery it's the delivery like the episodes about paul bernardo and carla homolka like him uh impersonating the canadian police was one of the funniest fucking things i've heard in a long time <laughs> but um basically also um if you're gonna go listen to that basically ever every trigger warning in human existence applies to albert fish so and i'm not exaggerating like every every single one but uh, I digress. Anyway, so at this point, uh, Catherine went to go live with Leah. Maggie went to go live with her brother, David. So after a time, the sisters were invited to go live with a couple by the name of Amy and Isaac Post. They were a Quaker couple, and we stand, we stand the Quakers, okay? Like We do. We stand, we stand, we love us some Quakers. Mm -hmm. So convinced of the genuine abilities of the girls because when they moved in there obviously the the rapping i'm gonna have to say knocking i'm sorry like every article you'll read says rapping because that's the word but that, that was they the use. word they used it was considered they were the rapper sisters so they were but i can't say rapping without thinking about rapping and then my head does this dumb thing where it just starts like beatboxing or coming up with like <laughs> ye old civil war era raps and i can't do it okay i love that so, for you <laughs> my brain just immediately starts like beatboxing and then since we just discussed like the halloween music it's all just like ghostly whales and like exactly raps. <laughs> that's it that's all it like, is I can't do it. Like when you were talking the other day about your brain being quiet, I was like, I, I can't fathom that. I, oh, that has like 
uh, it's not as solid as it was before, like the first day. So now it's more like I constantly have songs stuck in my head. Like every song ever. And I'm just like, stop. And like that new Lizzo song about that damn time is like super popular on TikTok right now. So I've had to stay off of TikTok because I keep just getting the songs stuck in my fucking head. Like the other day when Poppy was roasting me about inheriting my mental illnesses, (laughs) I was like, at least you're funny, okay? But like... (laughs) You're you're welcome for the sense of humor. (laughs) You're welcome. But they were talking about how they hyperfixate on like words and stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) Welcome to being neurodivergent. You're welcome. They were like, I'll spend hours being like, jacket. 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 And I was like, yes. Well, you know, I write and like, so there will be times where I'm writing and I'll have like used a word because it's important to the whatever, read for whatever reason to the story. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden my brain will go, am I spelling this word correctly? Oh, I do that too. Yeah. Because the or word be starts like, to feel fake after a while. Yes, that's exactly it. You're like, this word can't be real. And it's like robe. Yeah. <laughs> If you're just trying to spell the word road or like plate and you're like, no, yeah. it can't be spelled this way. I refuse. Plate is not a real word. Fake. Yes. Fake. So convinced of their abilities, they immediately spread the word through the word that the article used was radical Quakers. And I was like, <laughs> Quakers were already like, that's one of the reasons that the Quakers left to come over to the america the u.s in the first place was because they were like y'all are weird with your wanting enslaved people to be free and wanting women to have rights go away and they were like okay bye right they were like we don't like y'all either (laughs) i just again what like what identifies someone as a a radicalized quaker like that's intense to me right so this is where you'll see a lot of overlap between spiritualists and then radical political clauses again such as the abolition of slavery and women's rights uh on november 14th 1849 the fox sisters demonstrated their wrappings (laughs) (laughs) their knockings their knockings at the corinthian hall in rochester before a paying audience Good so, for them. Yes. Trying to get that money, honey. Oh, they did. This is basically what skyrockets them to fame, makes them a household name, and sets off what would be a long history of public events hosted by spiritualists and mediums over here mm-hmm. in the United States and would spread to other countries as well. And it's exactly why when I said I want to do a, pod- a podcast episode on Ouija boards, I was like, but we got to talk about the Fox Sisters. You can't talk about Ouija boards. Yeah, you, about you Fox just Sisters. can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So um what made me laugh is that this also led to the rise of quote-unquote copycats i was like what yeah that that (laughs) can you imagine trying to copy the fox sisters like that that and like it's really funny to me because like it's all fake like it's an incredibly well done fake but oh, yeah. it's fake it's so they're like fake it's a deep <laughs> fake they're like you're you're copying our ability to talk to the dead <laughs> right and like how do you call it out without being like we're faking it bitch i don't think they ever did call it out well, well they wouldn't have been able to without they couldn't outing have themselves. without adding themselves yeah yeah so 
Um, as a result of this, in 1857, the Boston Courier set up a prize of $500, which is the equivalent of 3300 U.S. dollars. Jesus <laughs> today. fucking Christ. So basically what they did was they were like, come prove it. Come to us. Come prove that you can talk to dead people. So the Fox sisters are like, oh, bitch, that's a lot of money. Let's go do it. Oh, so right. They go, they attempted to win, and they were assessed by a committee of three Harvard professors, which is so funny to me that they were like, oh, we got to get, like, Harvard professors for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, They failed, obviously. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The committee was able to determine that they were cracking their joints to create the knocking sounds, which, again, hilarious. Which I can do. There you go. Yeah, just to oh, prove it to everybody time. that it was very easily debunked. Some people, myself included, can really do that at, like, just whenever I want. I can do it with my jaw since I broke my jaw when I was little. Oh, I, I've always been able to do this with my knuckles. Yeah. It, I don't know why, but yeah, it, it's just some people can just do that. I don't know if I could do it before I broke my jaw. I just realized I could do it after I broke my jaw. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Not a good time. Do not recommend. Yeah, Negative no. 50 out of 10. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? Is like, open. that scared the shit Is it one of your cats? <laughs> I oh, was like, it's Benina. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is touching me? It's possum, baby. So again, the committee was able to like, determine that they were cracking their joints. I think... I mean, I may be rem- misremembering it, but I think they realized it was their toes. Like, they listened to them. Their toes. Like, oh, my God. Cracking their toes. I think I can do that, but, like, not loudly. Uh, but that's... Imagine being able to do that super loud. I'm sure that's impressive, honestly. That is very Imagine impressive. being able to... I mean, I wonder if the acoustics of, like, the buildings at the time had anything to do with it, because we know they weren't that's insulated true. or anything. And then you have to imagine, like, we have so much electronics and stuff in our houses now. Uh, so, like, between the, the sound from the TV, even when it's off, you know, the fridge, mm-hmm. freezer, yep. you know, air conditioner, if you have one. Watch the neurotypical people be like, I can't hear any of that shit. <laughs> I hear all of it 24-7 every day. Like, every time somebody's like, oh, no, I don't hear the freezer. I'm like, it's so loud. It's so loud. It's yeah. like it's screaming. What? How can you not hear it? But yeah. The freezer just screeching. It's all screaming. Imagine being neurodivergent. And you're like, that rapping is so fucking loud right <laughs> like crazy. bitch that, i wonder the neurotypical people are like it must be real god damn that's so loud neurodivergent <laughs> people are like sus <laughs> <laughs> that's too loud so um about 20 or 20 i'm good at math about 30 years later <laughs> In 1887, a report by the Cybert Committee stated that after an investigation of various mediums, including Maggie, they were able to replicate their phenomena through fraudulent methods and that they were very easily reproduced. A professor mm-hmm. even felt her cracking her foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it, but again, hilarious. That is really funny. <laughs> Could you imagine? Come to my seance. He's all, bitch, I felt that. Right. <laughs> What you doing with your toes? Why are you barefoot? Why are you barefoot? Why are you, Why barefoot? you barefoot? Why are the lights off? <laughs> Have you seen any of the Ouija, uh, the Ouija, the Ouija, the Ouija movies? No, they're they're bad. Good. 
like they're good because oh, they're bad. Okay. Okay. So okay. You, one you of wouldn't those. hate. They're one of those. Um, but in the second one, spoiler alert, uh, it is about a medium who does like fake shit in order to mm-hmm. help people move on from their like losing somebody. Oh. Yeah. So she does it in a good way, but she's also taking money from them. But she also like really helps things. So it's like it opens up with. Um, they're asking for advice from like a dead family member of whether or not mm-hmm. this girl should marry this guy. Don't do that. <laughs> and but no, <laughs> like the that. medium is like no because the medium knows like hands down that this guy is like there for the money or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. trying to help, but like I tried watching it again the other day, um, and or like a week or so ago, and there's a really loud scream at the beginning, and um. Gomez is still just a little pup, so he was scared shitless, <laughs> and we like, had to turn it off. Fuck. So we were like, "Okay, we're gonna put, we'll put some cartoons on." <laughs> Welcome to being a parent. <laughs> All right. Oh, except it's just you a know how often do you know how often Michael and I will like start something like when the kids are like winding down for bed, we'll start watching something, and they'll walk in, and we have to pause it, and they're like, "What are you watching?" And we're like, "Something you can't watch." <laughs> uh, just look them dead in the eyes. Porn. Um, <laughs> go away <laughs> mommy what's that <laughs> oh, i can't imagine i can't imagine i'm sorry but no. yeah the, the ferrets like to watch the tv and so every once in a while we'll be watching a horror movie and a ferret will get tremendously freaked out and we have to turn it off <laughs> We're like, so funny. oh no so um later on in life maggie ends up marrying an arctic explorer named alicia i don't know if it's alicia or elisha kane in 1852 who was like, um, y'all are fakes. This is fraud. Please stop. <laughs> so she did until he died five years later <laughs> and then picked it back up. So um, over the years, both Kate and Maggie unfortunately developed a very serious alcohol problem, which ended up leading to a bitter feud with Leah, their older sister, who stated that Kate could not possibly be a good mom with how much she was drinking. Oh, sounds like Leah was probably right. I mean, <laughs> so here, <laughs> here's where they go out with a bang. As a huge fuck you to Leah, because remember, Leah is their manager and is profiting, <clears throat> like profiting off she's of. She's the um. I'm sorry. She's the the fucking. Uh, what is her name? Why can it? What? Uh, Chris Jenner of uh, of their time. Straight up. She is yeah. the Chris Jenner of the late 1800s. So yes. as a huge fuck you to her, both Kate and Maggie appeared uh, at an event that was held by a local reporter that was offering $1,500, which is the equivalent of $56,000 in today's money. Please, I would die for that. <laughs> to like, anyone, damn. to any medium who was willing to reveal their methods and give him an exclusive story, they appeared at this and showed 2,000 people how they did what they did. <gasps> oh, and, damn. Just made yes. Leah fucking bankrupt. Fast. Yes. And there was a doctor in the audience who verified in front of all 2,000 people that the knocking sound was coming from their joints. Wild. Yes. So they not only were like, yeah, it's fake. Oh, they showed 2,000 people Good for made them. hella money and were like, fuck you to Leah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. I mean, okay, 
Leah's probably right about the drinking thing, but also <laughs> this is Leah was making money profiting off her sister so she can get fucked. So right, I'm like, if you know your sister's an alcoholic, why do you have her out there still doing shit? Like, <laughs> is your sister an alcoholic because you keep making her do this shit? Just saying. Yeah. It's like those fucking parents who freak out when their kids get into drugs when they've had them as child actors their whole lives. Like, please, no. I hate that shit. Don't do that to your kids. <laughs> right? Fucking gross. Um, like, look at Will Wheaton. D- don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that to your kids. Don't for do real. That. Look at fucking um, Amanda. Um, God, what was her last name? Amanda Bynes. Yeah, Amanda Bynes. Yep. Poor girl. So, um, in 1888, Maggie basically told her whole story starting from Hydesville and she confessed that literally everything was fake. So before the sisters like realized that they could crack their joints to make the wrapping sound, they were using an apple on a string. No. (laughs) Oh, they were using an apple on the string to like, and they were like bouncing it on the stairs to make it sound like someone was walking up the stairs. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. That's clever for some little kids. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So Kate died in her home on July 3rd, 1892. And then less than a year later, Maggie, who was deep in her alcoholism, was living as the only tenant in an old tenement house through the generosity of a charity. Um, Toward the end of her life, she was taken to the home of a Mrs. Emily Ruggles, where she died on March 8th, 1893. Before they died, both of them had denounced spiritualism as one of the greatest curses the world has ever known. That's a direct (laughs) quote. But at that point, the toothpaste was already out of the tube. Like, okay, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, and you know, it had spread and was a heavily held belief. I think at some point we'll probably cover Arlington, but I think Arlington is a really, really good example of how deep that belief ran. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like I said, like people, like they they built a whole fucking cemetery there because of it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it, but yeah, no, we'll do a whole whole episode podcast on that because I like, I I want to just because I've seen people get married at his, um, fucking park and shit, his memorial park. Don't do that. So, uh, like to me, like super important, especially since I lived in Texas for over a decade and, Mm -hmm. um, all that. But, um, for those who don't know, Arlington is the home of Robert E. Lee. Yeah. (laughs) Arlington's like just a big fucking, like, mixing pot of like where spiritualism was like kind of cropping out of during the civil war so right just an important part of american history and like spiritualism in america in general is just like massive because eventually we're gonna have to talk about like um the hermaic order and everything Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah because the it all connects back to this and i just really i thought this was a really good starting point for this kind of talk like for no it is yeah this really i feel like this is definitely the springboard for oh yeah spiritualism the paranormal the occult Mm -hmm. like everything we know today this is definitely where it started and again like i said it, it when we eventually cover gettysburg i'll go into the history of it um basically the american spiritualism the good death etc right but it this is definitely like responsible for so much of that and um yeah so it's like the fox sisters i think were the most important thing to like kind of start with because they were such a huge part of the explosion of spiritualism in in the americas yes and um and i want to like spiritualism 
primarily for like white settlers and those who were uh, a part of the the colonies and what became the states and everything essentially more so and then uh i will say that yes there were some enslaved people who um did take up some of the spiritualism and stuff but it depends on uh, you know where they were located more than anything because the southern uh enslaved people were more likely to be connected to the the haitian and caribbean um like spiritualism and stuff in that area yeah because uh in fact a lot of them were not allowed to like celebrate their own beliefs and things like that so as sad as it is funerals at first in like the first half of the civil war era the enslaved people were not allowed to hold their own funerals Mm -hmm. but after when they were allowed to hold their own funerals it kind of became like a celebration where Mm -hmm. they were you know allowed to gather they were allowed to celebrate their beliefs and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of really really cool beliefs there that like i found we had to um we had an assignment where it was discussing how there's not a lot known about like indigenous funeral practices and the uh funerary practices of like the enslaved people at the time depending on where they came from so we had to cover that and i looked into it and it's actually very interesting yeah and it's uh same with like your um res natives at the time had different beliefs and like um I'm sure we'll get into it in an episode at some point, but like the spiritualism of the native people, like uh, not just my own uh, people, but like all of the nations was outlawed until the 1970s. So mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to make a, a, a point that when we're talking about American spiritualism, I'm specifically talking about kind of what spread throughout like settlers and stuff like that. Yes. And yes, um, that's a good distinction. Yeah. yeah. Um, and while like I said, some enslaved people did take on to that spiritualism and they did, you know, become Christians because Christianity is a huge uh, part of the entirety of America, unfortunately. And that includes, uh, you know, people who were enslaved people and their their children and their children. So, uh, but yeah, specifically settlers were kind of the biggest thing because spiritualism was primarily a upper class thing as well oh straight up yeah yeah and uh we're gonna talk about that a little bit too um, i mean because as we mentioned before the events that the fox sisters would hold you had to pay to go to them yeah the, like, and it's not like it was cheap yeah so even then like at one point i believe it was kate who went overseas and was like holding seances and doing mediumship she would not let them pay her she was doing it as quote-unquote missionary work but she would only do it she would only do it for people of like high prominence Mm -hmm. that she could name drop yeah that sounds that sounds right yeah so uh so the ouija board itself um obviously we know about the movies we know about the satanic panic of the 1980s um (laughs) And, well, you know, everybody's got a demon that came from the board or whatever. It floated out of the board um, and ate their dog. Like, come on. Essentially, the, the Ouija board, uh, as we know it, like the Hasbro Ouija board, is just a um, 
like different the one version you, of yeah like the one that's cursed. on my, my wall <laughs> definitely not cursed um we almost called this podcast definitely not cursed because specifically of... because of this ouija board because <laughs> i was out hiking with my partner one day and i shit you not we were walking and i was just like i got this feeling i was like let's just walk this direction uh we'd never been this direction let's go this direction and there in the fucking grass was the ouija board with the planchet just sitting over the letter <laughs> o and i was like i this is right there. This is a thing that is actually in the grass. So, of course, they took it home. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why Agatha is haunted. Could be. Never know. Looking at you, <laughs> Agatha. Um, hey, boo. <laughs> right. She looks like the angle of her face. She looks sad today. Yeah, she's like, kind of got her head down a li- little bit, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, good. Now she's peering into my soul. Thanks for moving you it. <laughs> You're welcome. Shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> But yeah, so we have all these like uh, like stories and stuff around the Ouija board and everything. Uh, most prominently, they started perking up in the in uh, like for movies and stuff. I think in the eighties, seventies, and eighties. Um, Again, satanic panic. Yeah. Uh, so D and D panic. <laughs> but like, there are some like mild evidence of spirit boards going back to like five hundred BCE. And no, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then there's evidence of the spirit board like originally in ancient China during the Ming dynasty which that's a long time ago so that is a very uh, long time ago it was really commonplace to use talking boards to speak with the dead and there was called spirit writing and they used suspended sieves or a winnowing tray and then Mm -hmm. um, later it got changed to using a stick or a stylus and the, the stick always came from either a willow or a peach tree um, branch. I wonder why a peach tree. That's so interesting. I have no idea. Like, uh, there wasn't a lot of information surrounding it. Like, the information I did find was really short-lived, and mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed about that because this is really It's also kind of hard to verify authenticity for something that far right. back. Um, so, and the proper word is fushi. Fushi? I really hope I'm saying that right. Um, I'm not Chinese. Um, so, you know, so I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Um, you're all welcome to, to like dig into it if you're interested like i said i didn't find a whole lot of information um but i i didn't want to get too deeply into it because i don't want to misconstrue any chinese folklore or For any real. of the yeah. history of their chinese folk religion surrounding yep. spirit writing but i just wanted to bring it up because i it just thought if it anybody was... if anybody like is from that culture is familiar with it hit us up we'd love to have right? you on to talk about it i would love to talk more about it i'd love to yes. learn more about it absolutely but then we have evidence of a spirit board in ancient rome and we all know ancient rome was like they love the spiritualism like oh, hardcore into mm-hmm. like soothsayers and shit like that uh so apparently these two people had used a spirit board to predict the next successor to king in ancient rome uh oh, wow. however they were both tried for treason and hung and their predecessor oh. that they claimed was to be the successor was immediately executed Whoa. can you imagine these two two <laughs> bros just got you killed like that would drive me uh, well obviously drove Could to death have- oh. Cause you, you're just like standing up there to be hungry, girl, bitch. I didn't tell them to do it. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. I just like, wild. It's just two dudes and a board. <laughs> right? What do you want from me? <laughs> but yeah, I, I read that and I was like, okay. 
Um, but, but yeah, so uh, Adolphus Theodore Wagner is the one who first patents it, uh, the, and he calls it the psychograph. The psychograph. Yeah. Out of all the um, things. Important to note that it. this is after the Fox sisters. Yeah. Yeah. This is post Fox sisters. Whether or not they knew him or not, I have no idea. Well, I mean, the Fox sisters didn't use spirit boards. No, but spiritualism became popular in England because of them. Or yeah, more so. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, so what the rumors were that Wagner would roam the cemeteries at night carrying his small little wooden board and calling out to ghosts, like verbally. That is white people shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be weird, like, okay, other than him speaking to himself, it wouldn't be weird unless it was, if it wasn't at night. The fact that it's at night made it weirder. But um, mm -hmm. up until the 1880s, most cemeteries were used the same way we use parks today. So mm -hmm. people would go there and have their picnics and strolls through the graves and all the that stuff. The original goths. Right. And it was just a normal thing that Victorian era and Edwardian area people did. Yeah. Like, just average day in the life. But the fact that he was doing it at night made him a little, you know, off to people. Everyone is like, oh, that Wagner. <laughs> the rumors also stated that he would often whisper underneath his breath and people started believing that he was possessed. I mean, I don't blame him. You're gonna walk yeah. around in the graveyard at night and then walk around no. muttering to yourself? He was also caught constantly walk whenever he'd be walking through the streets of London, cursing at unseen beings. That just sounds like untreated mental illness. And me. that's exactly my thought process. But well, I he, mean, they they couldn't really do much. I shouldn't right. say untreated because they couldn't really do anything about it. But it, it also back then. speaks to his wealth yeah. that he yeah. wasn't sent to a um, treatment center. I think I'm trying to. I don't know if sanitarium is quite the right word. Sanitarium is the correct word. Yeah. Is it? I think so. Yeah. I know there's like overlap between sanitarium and asylum. I just don't remember where the well, overlap Well, uh, I think the overlap is class. Mm. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. sanitariums were for your uh, wealthy people and then um, your, your poor folk went to the asylums. Gotcha. And um, so he gets his patent and it, it it's believed that he believes specifically and he said in his patent that the planchet moved with nervous electricity caused by the person holding it, making it move through the person's subconscious, not a spirit communicating with the board. So um, I mean, that's there's no living, <laughs> there's no living relatives. Mm -hmm. uh for him today so no one has any idea whether or not wagner actually had a mental illness or actually mm -hmm. was out there talking to the dead or if people just made up these rumors about him because of his psychograph so I mean, probably again there could was be not both. a lot to do back then so people yeah. were like itching for anything truly and um so unfortunately for wagner the spirit board didn't actually gain any popularity until the late 1800s fam like if you saw someone walking around with this board and then he patents it and tries to sell it to you and you see man's walking around whispering to himself you really think hmm that's something i need to purchase and i need for myself <laughs> and that's what's funny is that like <laughs> then it slowly became a parlor game for the wealthy that i'm 
bruh they ate mummies are you they did they surprised? did eat mummies that's true so like in the they late ate 1800s mummies. is it really it, that surprising in europe and the united states this game becomes a huge parlor game uh off people would hire mediums to come and they would all have drinks and it would be a big like a night of laughs Indeed. and shit like that yeah it was a big thing that they did and um it wasn't really that it was so popular by this point, like in 19 or 1890, the American novelty inventor William Fold made changes to the talking board and um, made it to basically kind of what it is now. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, the design has changed over the years, quite like in little spots here and there. Right. But, um, they it wasn't until then that he sold it to the Parker brothers and Elijah Bond patents the, uh, name, the name Ouija board, mm -hmm. a Ouija board and everything. And like they start manufacturing it like Mass hardcore. Produce. And uh, so nobody has ever sat here and gone, oh, well, this is because the spirits are real. Um, it's always <laughs> been about money. It's a of capitalist course. venture. And uh, the, the fucking Parker brothers were not anywhere near like about to be like no it's for the ghost they're like no give me your money right they're all hmm, um, people like this it's a parlor game money right. please <laughs> money please but like at, at the beginning the Parker brothers is now um the what is it uh you said it earlier Hasbro Hasbro yeah I think they're two different entities well no it, it's owned by hasbro so i mean the parker brothers gotcha. owned it and now hasbro owns it hasbro uses slave labor don't use them <laughs> uh don't buy from hasbro get your ouija boards off the ground like i did uh, <laughs> get free range of ouija boards <laughs> get your free range ouija boards here um but yeah so a fun fact about the ouija board is that um walmart is owned by um uh like the latter-day saints it's owned by a latter-day saint person but the mormons is it really it is uh i didn't know that yeah old wally is a, is a mormon and so that the reason you surprised. can't buy like you couldn't buy a ouija board for the longest time at a walmart i don't know if you even still can now because it was considered demonic by the mormon church Oh, I'm I'm also a very big fan of when they put out a pink Ouija board just for girls. Oh my god, I did not know about that. That is so funny. Um Yeah, no, look it up. It's just it's straight up pink. It's I like want one. pink. The letters are white. The panchette is panchette. Panchetta. Because we're we're hungry. But panchetta. Oh my god, it's a Barbie one. Oh, I didn't know it was There's Barbie. There's a Barbie one. Oh, I'm done. Oh no, I need, I gotta I need go. it. I gotta go. <laughs> like, I gotta go jump off a bridge, bye. <laughs> so while I was researching this, uh, I found some really interesting, like fun little things uh, from the uh, hauntedauckland.com, which is like from New Zealand and Australia area. Right. But um, Alan Teller, um, an Australian leading par paranormal investigator, shared his thoughts on the Ouija board. And I he know said, you said leading, but I heard leaning. I was like, <laughs> how is one Australian leaning? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he said, well, I don't believe Ouija boards themselves are inherently evil. I believe the intention with which they are made, the lack of spiritual protection used by those that employ them oh, and sheer need. Navity, with which people approach their usage is where they become dangerous whether they okay. open a neutral doorway to the other world or a positive or negative one is probably more to do with the user their intention and their energy than the board itself people that use boards 
need to be mindful of their intentions as they use it and their state of mind. Negativity breeds negativity. And once you seek something in the darker realms, more often than not, they start to seek you back. And if you haven't closed the portal properly or used spiritual spiritual protections such as prayers, crystals, and affirmations. Prayers. Prayers. And crystals and affirmations. Then you can expect to find the negativity will stay with you. And I shouldn't laugh. What is an affirmation going to do? What are you going to be using the Ouija board being like, I am a being of spectral energy and nothing can touch me. I just, uh, sorry, Alan, tell her what? (laughs) I'm not not to laugh at you, dude, but I'm laughing at you. Look, as I've said before, I am mostly a believer. I am a debunk first, then look type of person, but I, I'm kind of on the fence about Ouija boards, right? Like, there is a science to it. There's right. like, I, I should have looked up the word. I was like literally thinking about it when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's like the movement that your body makes when you're moving the planchette is so minuscule that your brain cannot detect it. So therefore, your brain is like, oh shit, bitch, this is moving on its own. Right. Even the first patent from um, Wagner, he was like, no, this is, you're being, it's, your subconscious is moving it. Yes. Yeah. Like Like when it said like nervous electricity or something like that. So I was like, he's not that far off. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty spot on with that. Yeah. Um, So the interviewer for Haunted Auckland also interviewed uh, one of their, their co-workers karen williams who has a background in science Mm -hmm. and on the subject she had to say my skeptical side is very much aware of the opportunity for human interference anything from subconscious movements to deliberate cheating so as to whether it deliberate cheating right cheating at the Ouija board how dare you i love that (laughs) so as to whether it works as a means to communicate with spirits or astral beings unless i tried it myself with positive results i'd like to say I, I just thought like of say. Adventure Time when Finn is like, Astral Beast! <laughs> and it's like a bunch of butterflies. <laughs> so she goes on to say, uh, personal gnosis for me is everything. So personal diagnosis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, my concern with use of something like a Ouija board is that people using them are generally inexperienced in dealing with occult matters and mm-hmm. generally a dabbling or experimentation, which leaves plenty of room for things to go wrong. Calling in entities to speak to you is a tantamount to an uncontrolled invocation. You have no idea what you're calling up to speak to speak through you and no way of knowing why they any answers you get may be truthful see that's what i'm kind of leaning toward i i agree with that Uh, it's more of a logical like look at the overall the way i could sum that up is um there is some science to it but i also don't want to play fuck around and find out yeah 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 fair uh so the last thing i want to talk about is it's this um chunk from the book and titled Alistair Crowley and the Ouija board and um it's written by J Edward Cornelius <laughs> and uh, just uh, any chance I get to talk about Alistair Crowley's wild ass I'm going of to of course Alistair Crowley man something else I just love that he was like I want to be a part of your secret society so they let him in and then he's like your secret society is fucking whack <laughs> <laughs> as if his wasn't 
Yeah, no, okay, so Cornelius writes, magicians have long known that many of the problems with the board have occurred through its misuse. Exclamation point. I need I, you to know. I am curious about how misuse? Like, what? Yeah, I what? couldn't. I, mm. But if the average person on the street can use the board and accidentally unleash something from the lower astral which can terrorize their home in the form of a poltergeist, then okay. why couldn't one well-versed in the magical arts use the board more effectively to communicate with the invisible realms? Oh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> After all, the board is simply an impl implement that acts as a doorway. The ability to utilize the board is determined by one's magical and spiritual training. Uh, he also goes on to write, when any unsuspecting person lays their hands on the planchet and asks, is someone there? It enacts a simplistic, but nevertheless magical command. Magical with a K, by the way. For oh, the of course. Yes. Closest astral entity to be summoned through the portal. We've all heard horror stories of how this accidentally happened through the board. It's legendary for causing such tragedies as obsessions, possessions, or unleashing... Obsessions. Of <laughs> and possessions. See, the possession one, we've all heard that five million times. Right. But, but obsession, obsessions. Obsession, really? Are you sure they're just not neurodivergent, hyperfixating? Right. Like, or the unleashing of terrifying poltergeists and hauntings. These problems have occurred through the misuse of the board. That is the key. What is the average person fails to realize is that these unsuccessful ventures prove beyond a shred of a doubt that the board is capable of bringing the invisible world with our own, but it must be done correctly. See, I like what the other person said where it's like, if it's used improperly by the lay person to like invite all this shit, then why would the experienced person who knows what they're doing, who's familiar mm -hmm. with the occult, who knows what to do, why would they not be able to use that alternatively, like mm -hmm. to d access these higher realms and et cetera? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a really good question, but it is, but we know for a fact, like there's no question about it that the the Ouija board is a board game. Yeah, I mean it's patented by. <laughs> it's literally owned by, held by a Hasbro. board game company. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's just capitalism. Uh, so mass produced and sold in stores. Like this is going to be a two part episode for those of you listening, uh, because the next time we get into the we the Ouija board. Uh, I'm gonna tell, take you guys on a a, a little adventure um, with a that unsolved is putting it very lightly. Oh my god! A little adventure. A little adventure about Pearl Curran and um, her very famous ghost. Uh, if y'all are Wiccan, you're gonna be upset by it. So sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. In advance. Sorry. <laughs> sorry in advance. But yeah, yeah, she she had a ghost friend named Patience Worth, um, and it it's a time. <laughs> we um, live in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so next time we talk about this, we're gonna jump into the 1900s and talk about Pearl Curran and her ghost. Um, I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna be an adventure, girl. It is. <laughs> um, but that this is the the end of the the introduction to uh, spiritualism in uh, the, the Americas and uh, the <laughs> America and how it connects to the Ouija board. Spiritualism. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. 
Oh, well, that is very hilarious. Uh, we're <laughs> we're gonna end on a bit of a somber note, unfortunately. Um, but I do before we leave, you guys. Um, I just want everyone listening to uh, have an understanding that there is a rumor going on right now that a trans woman was the shooter at the Ilvaldi for the Ilvaldi Texas shooting at that elementary school, and it is factually false. Uh, she is very much still alive. This shooter is not alive. And um, she, I don't even think she lives in the same area. It's just straight up rhetoric. It's by... so, it, it's just 4chan and Reddit users being distracting and doing active garbage. harm to the trans community when a specifically trans women. Yeah. yeah. And um, just, just, you know, uh, if you see it, please report it, you know, whatever you can do. Um, because she doesn't deserve that. And, She's in danger for no reason. Yeah, and there are people who actively want to hurt her. And uh, not okay. Not fucking okay at all. It's not. Enough people have died, so. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, it's it, it's a disservice. To it is. To place that blame elsewhere. And especially mm -hmm. to scapegoat a trans person, it's just a disservice to the process in general mm -hmm. and the grieving that's being done. You you don't need to do that. No, not at all. And uh, I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, you wouldn't be the type of person to... I, I think so. I think after yeah. our first episode, people were probably like, oh... <laughs> they get the idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the minute I said colonizer, they're probably like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so our, our next episode will hopefully be the Savannah episode with Steph. Um, but if she's still sick, uh, then Shelby and I will just continue with Pearl Curran and her yes. wacky shenanigans. So I apologize. I mean, we'll well we can just edit out because i was gonna say it might sound a little funky with us being like oh well next week we're gonna talk about this we've had to do some rearranging i think we're getting to a point where we're probably gonna gonna have to stop being like next week we're gonna do like xyz thing because my friend was gonna come tell her story and then she got covid that's why so i said you know we might <laughs> yeah. do this but it might be the other one i think we should just stop like hyping people up and then us being like somebody got covid Oops. somebody got sick life is happening <laughs> yeah chaos yes. yeah um hopefully we'll be able to you know we'll have a new adventure for you on saturday <laughs> there you saturday. go i think that's gonna be our outro from now on is yeah. <laughs> we're gonna gas up the hearse and we're gonna have go somewhere <laughs> yeah, new new adventure next week <laughs> tell you what it is when we get there <laughs> we're just gonna drive and see where we go <laughs> see what happens yes <laughs> Oh man. But uh thank you so much for listening everyone and as always good night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Or do whatever you're into. Yeah, if you're into that go ahead, I guess. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's all for this part of the journey. Our drivers will gas up the hearse and the rest of you. Well, good night. Sleep tight. And remember, those aren't bed bugs biting you when a limb slides off the side of the bed. <laughs>
find out more about Road Trip to the Grave, follow us on Instagram at Road Trip to the Grave Pod, or support us on Patreon at Road Trip to the Grave. As always, thanks for listening. Road Trip to the Grave is spelt Road Trip to the number two, the grave.